0: Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. Today we're reissuing Diana Coy Nguyen's reading of poets in the Asian diaspora, Jane Wong, Dao Strom, Mary Kim Arnold, and more. We are also sharing a call from Nguyen to donate, if you can, to Stop AAPI Hates Fund. To learn more from Nguyen and for the link to the donation page, please check out the episode description. And now, read by Diana Coy
1: Nguyen. Hi, I'm Diana Coy Wynn, and I'm going to be reading a selection of poems from various writers living both in and outside of the United States. This first poem comes from Jane Wong's forthcoming collection, How to Not Be Afraid of Everything. For this first poem, I'm going to pause a little bit longer than usual for moments where there are Chinese characters. Everything by Jane Wong I am the type to go to bed with my feet dirty. A man calling from a balcony is not to be trusted. In 1988, the nation sings a song I can't understand, but I sing it. Because everyone looks at me like a thief, and no one likes a thief. Algae gather in plastic cups along the Jersey shore. The dull prongs of a fork still count as a weapon. I gather plastic cups along the shore and shake them out to use for tea, juice, a home for my toothbrush. The Pledge of Allegiance is a building ledge, an alleged crime, a leg crossed over another leg, a plea gone askew, a glance shared in a room with someone who looks like you. Hundreds of toxic wild boars are roaming across northern Japan, and it would be a mistake to identify with them. In 1960, my grandmother holds no knife In no tall wheat. When washing her feet, my grandmother tells me she spent decades without shoes, wonders if the mud misses her. When we look at each other, we also look away knowingly. I am a good daughter, and I can repeat this indefinitely without taking a breath. Often, I call out to myself just to hear an echo, to hear something moving in the walls like a healthy family of rats. My mother has been told, repeatedly, you cannot walk here. Here is a white stone, a white fence, a white seagull, a white jug of milk, a white candle, a white duvet, a white patio, a white bar of soap to wash your mouth out. Sometimes I dream in Cantonese, and I have no idea what is being said. You grow to love what you create, pouring out of your mouth. In 1988, my father sees his reflection in the rearview mirror and identifies with a blood moon lighting his way to Atlantic City. From a balcony, a man yells at me, You need some white dick! And I turn into a boar. My father disappears for weeks, and my mother keeps weeding the garden, pulling cigarettes from the splintering tomatoes I will devour. I study asymptotes for months and dream in curves, almost, but never touching. My mother writes in her English diary for night school, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I... And her ESL teacher only gives her a check, so I give her a check. To be a good daughter means to carry everything with you at all times, the luggage of the past lifted to the mouth. When we look at each other, my mother laughs like an overripe tomato on a windowsill. In 1989, I spent months assembling a puzzle map of the United States of America, and the teacher said, Good job, Jane, and then louder and slower like a drowning sloth. Good job, Jane, and I did not touch a single piece. Bloody drunk and a blood moon, my father fights with another gambler and jabs at his arm with a dull fork, and they both laugh celestially. During elementary school, I did not say a single word, not even when called on. And thus, the teachers and administrators decided I could not speak English because they looked at me. Mao Zedong explains math. In geometry, I just drew a picture of an egg. That was enough geometry for me. My grandfather was jailed by the Red Army sometime between 1966 and 1976. And my mother says... I saw him cry when I tried to visit. He wanted to eat the bow I made for him. Algae gather, gleaming like jewels, on the head of my fifth grade beta fish. Counterrevolutionaries during the Cultural Revolution are likened to finding a bone inside an egg. I was born healthy in the year of the rat. The man on the balcony invests in a portable set of two chairs and one table in eggshell white, mold-resistant, perfect for outdoor use. I was ten when I willed a rock to fall off a ledge just by staring at it long enough. This next poem is from Instrument, a collection by Dahlstrom and I'll be reading an excerpt from the poem, Self-Travelogues, Endemism. Sometimes, unthinking, her tongue slips, and she speaks a single phrase in Vietnamese, the language her children cannot understand her in. What this reveals, I think, is how much she must be most of the time vigilantly keeping at bay. And what it brings on for her, this slippage, this momentary letdown, this relinquishing, in effect, of the vigilance of English for the unconscious re-emergence of the tenderer language. We are driving down a street in Portland, Oregon. Or more precisely, I am driving. She's in the passenger seat She's visiting me. We have not been talking about anything. And then? But she does not follow up or translate or catch herself. So, I can't help myself. I pointed out to her. Do you realize you just spoke to me in Vietnamese? Sometimes her response to moments like these will be defensively coy. Yeah, and so what? I ask her, what did she just say? Something about the leaves of the passing-by trees, the trees we are driving beneath, the leaves scattering their shadows across our laps, that they are pretty. She used to dream in Vietnamese, she says. This next poem is called American Girlhood by Mary Kim Arnold. It comes from her collection, The Fish and the Dove. Who? No one speaks of it directly. Once or twice, when my mother appears to pick me up from school, someone would ask, and who is she to you? Bomb. I could be Chinese, like the restaurants, or Japanese, like the bomb. They look back at me blankly when I say the word Korean. After. Behind the Sador Lane apartment complex, where the boys hang out after school. The first girl they invite is Janine, then Teresa, then Val. By the end of that year, all my friends have gone. Debbie comes back with a bruise on her cheek. Mark doesn't come back to school after that. Key. Pocket sewn into the waistband of my uniform skirt. Cover-up. I stay up late to watch the television show about fashion models who are also undercover spies. I watch broad-shouldered men prance and silk-draped women swoon. Ranch. He leans against the coin machine in the arcade, blonde, slim-hipped, in straight-legged jeans. I spread a handful of bills and coins across the glass of the broken pinball machine. My, 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 he says. Will you look at that? I follow him out to the warm night. The sky is filled with stars. Slippers. The summer everyone wears Chinese slippers. Black cotton, rubber base, banded in bins at the Woolworths or at the flea market for five American dollars. Dream. Standing in a pool of thin yellow light Circled by doves, I hear car alarms in the distance. Doors closing, then opening again. Gone. My father has been gone for as long as I could remember. Sleepover. No one sleeps. Head to the floor, I am alert to vibrations in the boards. I hear parents sighing in their bed. In the morning, dust glistens. I watch for signs of life. Lake. High grass at our ankles. Ice cream cones wrapped in paper. Lemonade from a red thermos. The dock in the middle of the lake is an island. I am afraid to get too close. Neighbors. There are reports of a cult roaming the village at night. Someone is convinced there are witches. A pile of stones in a church parking lot, the bones of small animals, dark sacrifices made while everyone sleeps. Fire. The night of the fire, I stood barefoot on the sidewalk and watched smoke, thick and black billow from the roof. Later, we hear about the woman who left her stove on for hours. Then what is one match lit in darkness? Geese. The wide tree-lined path along the river. Highway close, but its noise gentle like running water. My mother tears slices of day-old bread for the geese. Their tense, expectant din. Parade. The intersection where as a child I watched the parade pass through, trumpeter wilted and forlorn. The rouged girl waves her baton listlessly through the heavy air. Traffic. Dry grass beneath us. Rush of highway traffic alongside. I tell him his name means, you are beautiful, en français. He places his hand on the waistband of my jeans, lays it flat, and leaves it there until I guide him in. Storm. In the storm, rain soaks the window sills and the hems of curtains. Potted violets left on the balcony overturned by morning. The back seat window cracked open, the seats drenched through. Sponge. Today, contraceptive sponge in a pink square box on a high shelf beneath the glare of supermarket light. I decide not to rely on anyone but myself done. Moon slivered over the parking lot. It is done quickly. Night music is crickets and far off fireworks. In the morning, the cooing of doves. This next poem comes from Van Wing, who lives in Israel. It's translated from the Hebrew into English by Adriana X. Jacobs, and the collection is called The Truffle Eye. The poem is called Mekong River. Tonight I moved between three beds like I was sailing on the Mekong and whispered the beauty of the Tigris and the Euphrates under an endless moment looking below the left tit I have a hole and you fill it with other men. Notes of Tiger Beer On your body Alone Crickets drone south of Laos Showers of cold air From Hanoi The back gasps The tight ass An ink stain on the belly Sketch me A monochrome flowchart On fresh potted flowers I'll release roots At your feet I want to come to puke specks of dust in my crotch. Rest your hand in my pants. Make it personal. Who dares abandon a disease mid-sea? And this last poem is by Christine Shan Shan Hu. It's from her new collection, The Joy and Terror Are Both in the Swallowing. Amanuensis after Francois Gillot. I imagine killing all the ants in my apartment with my smallest vibrator. I make them dance and shake, give them little seizures, like my body when I come. Submission is easiest when done alone. I identify more with a doormat than a goddess. A misfit cumulus cloud reaches its fingers upward towards a larger network of clouds in hopes of landing a new job in the cloudy marketplace. Networking is what you make of it. You can be the woman who says yes, or the woman who says no. I don't expect to see leopard prints on young women, but when I do, I make a run for it. The survival rate is higher for those who don't react in ugly situations. But I am not afraid of death or the little bruises I pick up along the way. I can get down naked on all fours and be the woman who says yes, even though I am the woman who says no.
0: 92Y's Read by is produced and commissioned by New York's 92Y Unterberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to 92Y's Read by wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92Y.org/help now to donate to support 92Y and our new digital programming. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 90y.org slash readby.